Hello and welcome to D-Loop, Melbourne Demons fan This week was the Cam Pedersen show. Clearly the best game he's ever played, Nita. 26 possessions, 8 marks, 2 goals, hit outs everywhere. He shut up Petrarca when Petrarca's better gave away a 50. He did everything. Neats, was Jordan Gisbert's for Cam Pedersen the best swap of players in Melbourne history? Oh God. This, is the old, this is the trade that we'll be talking about for years to mm. come, isn't it? This is like the Tyson the Kelly yeah. Salem swap. Yeah. This is like the Jeremy Howe Ben Kennedy swap. This, this is the is line the, in the sand trade. It really was, wasn't it? Well, look, in that Gisbert's isn't playing anymore, <laughs> um, and Pedo's still going. So on that basis, it probably is. So you know what's perfect about that? So Gisbert's was, um, I think it was pick eleven, pretty classy, kind of a skinny guy, just loped around, relying on talent, didn't work at all, terrible tank. You compare that to the Ped. Oh, God. Just lumbers along, um, still uncontracted, one step away from destruction at all points. Isn't it a beautiful story that he's the man that's left standing? Doesn't it say something about a character in life itself? You're really taking this quite personally, aren't you? Oh, I was just so invested in the pet. I know, you were very invested in the pet. That was the happiest moment of your... This almost was the happiest day of your life. It's, it's just, like you could see Pedersen's new contract coming. <laughs> I think the thing with all of us ped supporters, and there's plenty out there, we know you're out there, you always have your heart in your mouth. You think, you know, Ped, good. You're taking the mark. That's good. You're doing everything right. Just don't fuck up the kick. Just put it through. Just put it through, Ped. But then he just kept doing it. He wasn't messing up. He kicked two goals. Yeah, but crucial goals. Two crucial goals. And there was this moment goals. in the last quarter where he had this beautiful tap in the center that led to a goal. It did. He was doing everything. He was. It was phenomenal. And I just feel kind of sick that last week we were calling for him to be dropped. We... I think both of us were. I don't, don't, don't claim was. that you I were definitely running. was. <laughs> you were always claiming for him to be dropped. But, I was. But even I, think... I lost a little bit of a little bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're very happy to see him back to form and very happy to see that our final chances are still alive. Oh, yeah. There was a game too. There was a game. It wasn't <laughs> about just that. about the pen. Um, it was a pretty amazing game. I mean, there was 53,000 people at the MCG. But didn't we... Which is uh, fantastic. Wasn't it like the welcome game? Didn't we give like 30,000 free oh, tickets away? Oh, did we? Away, okay, I, I missed that part of it. But <laughs> no, it's still a good turnout. It's still out. a really People good turnout. Turn People turned out with their cheese as well. Did you see that story? Oh, the cheese The classic, uh, classic Melbourne, Melbourne supporter yeah. sitting in the MCC. One of our loyal listeners, Angered, asked us to uh, to sort of mention that and discuss that on the podcast this week. All the big issues. All yeah. the big issues. How pretentious are Melbourne fans <laughs> for bringing a cheese platter to the MCC? I love that. That's it was brilliant. fantastic. It was fantastic. To be fair, cheese platters are much better than most of the food in the in the MCG. That's true. And also probably more affordable, mm, weirdly. Mm. Mm. Good. Good relevant <laughs> relevant analysis, Nitz. <laughs> that was for <ranged. laughs> Um So let's talk about the topic you want to talk about, which is not PED. No. Angus Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw. So I'm a big Angus Brayshaw fan. You are. You are. I've always You've been, been a loyal very, supporter. I've yeah. been a loyal supporter and I've been very, have a very soft spot for him. And it was just fantastic to see him back in the thick of things. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, as has been well documented, when he had that head clash in the first quarter, everyone was just terrified. Mm. And I remember actually I was sitting there and I just saw, because all their AFL.com did was just show a highlight of that knockout they didn't mm. show whether or not he'd gotten up they didn't show what the aftermath was and so I just sort of sat there thinking oh no is this is this the end and right. he played a phenomenal game he was probably one of our best and he was it, was, great. it was probably one of his best games he's played for the club it's the best game I remember him playing yeah I think this game as well as the Geelong game in 2000 and it would have been 2015 right. 
I think that's no 2014 probably. That's right in his debut season. Right. Those are probably the two best games I've seen him play for the club. Yeah, I mean the thing that stood out for me that I don't really remember from him as much is just the polish with which yeah. he used the ball. He has kicked some really good long goals um, in previous games, um, and you know the odd good pass. But I just think the consistency of his disposal across the whole game was something I haven't seen from him. Yeah, before. absolutely. He yeah. was he was a really really sort of. He was just very composed, and I didn't know he had that composure in him. Right. Um, and he's, he also, he's always had the hardness. He's always had the charging the through. tackling. He's yeah. a great tackler. Do you know, the thing about it is as well is maybe there is just a little bit of pressure taken off by not being in the middle. Mm. You know, he's not as focused on sort of winning the hard balls and then trying to set, you know, goals up from the middle. And yeah. maybe he just felt like he could play with a little bit more freedom on the half-back line just to sort of, you know, chip the ball around and sort of, you know... Yeah, get his hands on it. That's get an excellent point. And, and frankly, I don't really remember him playing there before. Never. Um, I don't think he's ever played there before. I remember he's played in the forward line a bit. Yeah. And looked a little bit shaky at times. Yeah, but he's uh, a good mark though. As he, I mean, he took yeah. two great marks on the weekend. He's got all the skills, but I agree with you. Yeah, halfback, he looked really good. He's Very got a lot more pace than I remembered as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. No, I remembered him having some pace. Yeah, oh, of course he did. But um, <laughs> no, it is a great return. It was a really great Phenomenal. return. And listening to his mum talk was absolutely adorable. I mean, the poor woman has obviously been through a really difficult time seeing you know her son yeah. get knocked out all the time. Um, but no, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of another fantastic thing, our small forward line. Yeah, very mobile. This is something we've talked about really all year, how we've, we're quite into the kind of random assortment of midfielder forward line. I was quite sceptical this week, to be honest, when mm. we dropped Watts and mm. we dropped Frost. And, I mean, some of the outs were sort of a bit – were pretty bold from Goodwin's part. Yeah. And, you know, it's just paid off with a plum. Like, he did so well at the selection table this week. Well, I mean, a lot of people say that. I'm a little bit more sceptical. I mean, I, I, I do like Goodwin and I'm all for Goodwin praise. But he dropped Watts for Wiedemann. Wiedemann did next to nothing. I agree. In a game where, where we had the ball in our forward line. That's true. Bucket load. But Watts wasn't really doing much before then anyway, right? But, but so maybe I mean, he would have this, this week, right? With yeah. the number of entries, it's hard to believe that Watts wouldn't have. But um, maybe it was just about making a statement. Maybe it's about improving the attitude. I mean, who knows, yeah. right? But, yeah. I mean, whatever it is, it, it was bold and, you know, his risk paid off in general, right? Like, I right. think bringing Angus Brayshaw back was a really great call. Yeah. Um, even in lieu of Salem, I mean... Salem hasn't been in great nick recently, and you know now he's gotten himself suspended, so that's a bit unfortunate. But, I mean, that was a bold move as well, right? Bringing back a guy who's only played three games in a pretty injury-ravaged you know, couple of years, really, and yeah. putting him in straight for the game, which is a, where finals are on the line. That's a big call. And bringing back Wagner as well. True, true, true. And, and Wagner was solid. Wagner was solid. I mean, he had a couple of really good kicks on his left. Yeah, yeah. He was good. He was good. But... I mean, the forward line, just looking at it, this week it is Harms, Neil Bullen, Milkshakes, Hannon and Gala. Yeah. It's a bizarre forward line. Which worked pretty well. I yeah. mean, Hannon and Gala did nothing for Harms last quarter. Harms was fantastic. Harms was amazing. He was electric in the first quarter. Uh, another man we've caught for the dropping ups many times. I never have. I've always last, been a fan week, of Chompers. We're all a bit sceptical no, of Chompers. No, I've always been a fan of Chompers. All right, all right. Um, milkshakes again. Milkshakes Best is Best long clutch. kick in the team. Best long kick in the team by a mile. Yeah, I don't know. Best kick on the run in the team. It works pretty well. And then you think, when we get Hogan and Watts back, are we just a bit too tall in the forward line? Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, we will go out and then Hogan and Watts come back in. Yeah. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is a case where we really need to think long and hard about who our opponents are and who the best, you know, who we can sort of outrun and outpace in the forward line. Right. As opposed to outmark. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why I keep coming back to it. But I do like seeing Watts as more of a winger 
um, half forward than a permanent forward. Yeah. Even though he showed a lot as a permanent forward recently. Um, I just think it's nice to have this really mobile forward line where people are buzzing in and out. If we just have Hogan yeah. deep, that might be the way to do it. Yeah, know. absolutely. And I think over time in the next couple of years, hopefully our midfielders will also become more goal kickers. Right. In which case, I mean, then you've got, you know, a million avenues towards goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we've got our team is looking okay now after this win, even though last week they were looking terrible. Disastrous, yeah. Um, who gets back into our finals 22? We're already talking finals. Which is maybe a premature. Premature. Classic Melbourne behaviour. Classic. We do have two other games left. This is exactly the type of attitude that has led Melbourne to to <laughs> failure in the past. Like Melbourne Carlton last like year. Like Melbourne Carlton last year. Yeah. Ah. Oh, well, let's go ahead and we can do it anyway. Okay. Well, who, who would be in our best finals 22? So, I mean, I think Watts is definitely in our best finals 22. Without, without fail. I yeah. mean, obviously, this is, hasn't been a great patch since coming back from that injury, but, you know, he'll definitely get back in. He'll get back in. No um, question. Yeah. Salem, I'm a little bit unsure about. I mean, he's out next week, so he can't play against the Brisbane Lions. And then do they bring him back for the final round? I mean, against Collingwood? I'm not sure, particularly if Gus is, you know, taking on that halfback role and is performing well. I'm not sure. I think there's a role for Salem. Frankly, I think he could play ahead of Wagner, for one. Yeah, um, you're calling for Wagner's No, topic. I actually like Wagner. I think he's pretty good. I just think Salem's a better user. Yeah, I mean, Salem's uh, an elite user. But... Salem's an elite user. Even someone like Vince, who they're not going to drop because he's a leader, I think we'd probably get more out of Salem a lot of weeks than we get out of Vince. I wouldn't... It's yeah. a very big call. Look, you know, in a final, you probably want the more experienced player. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't think Salem... I think there's spots for him. Yeah. Um, and we do need some good ball use. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, we'll put it to the podcast, though, yeah. to our podcast listeners. Will the team get more out of Vince or Salem come finals time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want someone to play a tagging role, then Vince, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Salem can offer us a bit more. But but he's more inconsistent, I think. Yeah. Um, my man Frost. Yes. Mm. The next Alex Rance. Ever since I called him the next Alex Rance. You've set him up for failure, really. Steady slide. It has been. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Look, Alex Rance played like garbage last week as well. So. What? So maybe they're mirroring each other in yeah, terms exactly. of careers. I don't think that that's what, <laughs> I don't think that that's what this points to here. Um, I'm not sure about Frost. I mean, look, I mean, Oscar McDonald seems to be playing a bit better than him at the moment. Oscar's been good. He, he He's has been, really been good. good. I mean, I still think that Frost, I love Frost's pace out of the back line, yeah. but I mean, I'm not sure in terms of where he fits and if he doesn't improve his decision-making or some of the kicking yeah. out of defence, where if he can make it back into that 22. He's got this, some problems, but I think if we're playing a team with, with forwards, you want to have lot of key forwards. You want to have yeah. Frost. I agree. Like, we're playing like an Adelaide or something. I mean, right. we just, you know. But the question is, which other team would you play Frost in? That's yeah. the problem. Because if Tom McDonald is back and Oscar's playing better than Frost, there's not that many teams with three big, tall forwards, right? No. I mean, who would you play him against? I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, most teams have kind of mo- mobile forward lines, right? Maybe against a GWS, you want Frost, I'd say. So, well, someone's got to take sort of Patton and Cameron and, you know, Lobb and just any right. number of their gun key forwards that they have. But against Richmond, you wouldn't want that. No, probably not. Against Port Adelaide? I mean, they've got a couple. Maybe Port Adelaide's a team you'd, you'd, you'd bring in a Frost. But, yeah, with Tom McDonald back, it does make it a bit challenging for him. And he is uncontracted. Uh, and with all this lever speculation... We don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what about Bug? 
Bugs just on this list, <laughs> list because he's like a, a name who's coming back. There's no way Bugs going to be in our finals best twenty. Do you think that he's completely done for the year? He, he's got to be. Cooked. I agree with that. What he's got to be done for the year. Bug coming. I don't know. Maybe he trained particularly well. Oh, and well, you bloody hope he's redemption. training well for six weeks. I know it's true. God, no way. Yeah, no way. Bugs coming back. And then of course there's hope. Of course, and I mean from some reports this week, they seem to suggest that he's training, and mm. if he trains well this week, maybe he could be a sneaky chance. Yeah. Our injury prognosis is pretty dodgy. I may. Jack Viney's meant to be a million weeks away. Then he I know, back. but then now he's come back, and then now he's on crutches at the start of this week. Yeah. So it's a little bit. I'm a bit. Cons- I'm not sure about the sort of uh, rehabilitation group going on there. Right. I don't trust any of that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to believe that Hogan will come back um, with a broken collarbone after like three weeks. Mm. But I don't know. Um, we've never had an injury in our lives. No, we? never. <laughs> We're completely soft. <laughs> <laughs> we can still opine about it though. Um, mix. The famous Rowan Bale Award for most yes. underrated performance. Yes. So who does it go to this week, Kieran? This is a controversial pick. Is it? Why is uh, that? I think Jordan Lewis. Really? No, hear me out. So let's just be very clear here. And to those loyal listeners on the podcast, and by the loyal listeners I mean people like Lior, do you agree that a few weeks ago Kieran made it very clear, very clear, that you know, particularly rated, particularly historically rated players could not be eligible for the Rowan Bale Award. And so he said this when I suggested that Michael Hibbard should be nominated for the Rowan Bale Award. He said this when I suggested, I think at one point, Christian Petrarca could get the Rowan Bale Award. And now you're telling me that Jordan Lewis, the four-time Premiership Hawk, a couple of times All-Australian, or maybe one time at least All-Australian, is now someone who should be eligible for the Rowan Bale Award. Yes, because it's not about, the Rowan Bale Award is not a career underachievement award. It's about That's exactly <laughs> what you said it was. You said that Max Gorn couldn't get it because Max Gorn is an All-Australian and Rowan Bale would never have been an All-Australian. Look, it's like a constitution. It's a living document. I you see. Know. It evolves. It's a very lawyeristic uh, <laughs> attitude to these things. We try to keep the nerdiness off the podcast. No, it's, it's gone now. It's off. But um, no, Jordan Lewis, at least this year by Melbourne supporters, has not been highly rated in my opinion. But he certainly hasn't been highly rated by me. Well, look, he wasn't highly rated when he ended up getting himself suspended for three weeks. I can, but not well, just I definitely wasn't happy Not just that. the suspensions. I've found him to get 30, 35 possessions a week. So many of them are kind of not all that helpful. Um, he's made some really bad errors. He's been excellent late in games yeah. for almost the whole season. Yeah. But for the most part, I think he's been pretty, like, he's, like I think he's been really good over the past few weeks. He's had an excellent past few weeks, yeah, no question. Yeah, past few weeks have been really but good. But across the season, I wouldn't say he's been amazing by okay. any means. I don't think anyone's talking about him as recruit of the year or whatever. Okay. He's just been, like, solid. And I think this week he really kind of, I don't know, elevated himself. Yeah, He right. elevated himself into the Rowan Bale category. <laughs> After four premierships, he's finally all the way. give up all those premierships for this one award. Just for this one award. Yeah. Okay. I think you're clutching at straws, kids. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's rubbish. All right. Well, who do you think should win it? (laughs) Do you know what? It's easy to cut from the sidelines. It is true. A lot of our underrated performers did really well. Maybe Jaden Hunt, actually. Oh. I thought he played very well. Yeah, I thought yeah. he set up a couple of really good goals. I thought he did really, really well. Dunster was frothing. Yeah, Dunster was loving Jaden Hunt. Okay. Okay. That's a fair one. I I would draw my John Lewis pick. That's stupid. Uh, Jaden Hunt it is. Um, but Nate, this week, the complacency round against Brisbane. Yeah, this has got all the rest. This is a recipe for disaster, really. Yeah. Um, but we're staying positive on this podcast. I do think we'll win. Um, we can talk about the ins and outs, though. Yeah, what do you think? Pretty so, simple this week. I right? mean, I think that's right. I think that Wade probably goes out. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate that he keeps having to come in and out of the team and we yeah. keep chopping and changing. But I do think that Watts, I mean, 
Look, he only kicked one goal in the VFL but got 20-odd disposals. That's probably enough to come back in. I don't know. I, just, I think it's definitely enough. I just I don't really know what the point is otherwise right. of keeping Weed in the team if he's, you know, one behind and that was sort of, you know, a pretty sort of just a pretty straight kick from Gorn yeah. and then he missed it and you know, I'm not sure if that's enough to keep him in the team. And also, let's be honest here. I mean, in the last round against Collingwood with our finals chances on the line, what's is going to be in the team? Yeah, I agree. So why mess around and just play him in Casey this week? Just get him back just in the team. Just give him a go. Yeah. Get, get his confidence up and hopefully he'll do what he did on Queen's birthday against Collingwood. Yeah. So what about Hogan? What if Hogan comes back miraculously? Oh, I mean, clearly if Hogan comes back, he comes in for the weed. Okay. Um, I would still play Watts. I don't really know how. Who do you drop out of that team, though? It's tough, but it I is. think you just find the spot. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't want to. You, you can't drop Harms. You can't drop. No, you're not going to drop. You Harms. can't drop Hannon because he came good at the end. Um, he would have been in a bit of trouble if not for that. Yeah, but he kicked two crucial kicked goals. Two crucial I mean, goals. he sealed it for us, really. I do love that about Hannon. He seems like he can be a real game game turner. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you drop. Oh, back to Wagner now. I swear, you just have this thing. Well, we have a good team. It's hard to drop people. It is hard to drop people. It is very hard to drop people. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I I don't think Hogan will come back in. I think Watts will come back in. So straight up the week. I wouldn't make any other changes. I mean, the team's gone well. No, they performed really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do we beat Brisbane? I think we do. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a danger game, though. I I think that, you know, particularly who plays on Hipwood. He's yeah. an absolute star in the making. He's an absolute gun. Yeah, he's probably your favourite player in the league. He really, oh, he's probably my favourite young player in the league. I am quite obsessed with him. And he looks like Rafael Nadal. Yeah. And yeah. I love Rafael Nadal. I know, he's got everything. He's got everything. Um, um, so, I mean... Tom McDonald on Hipwood? Probably Tom McDonald. Yeah. He's probably quick enough to go with Hipwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the best option, you know. Frost on Hipwood would actually be an interesting match. It would be, but I'm not sure if they'll bring him back in, though. No, no. Yeah. What about Beams, who's electric? He was electric last week. Yeah. Well, you were saying this off air that maybe milkshakes onto beams. Yeah, well, because he's kicking go with them. He can go with them. I agree. I, I don't know if Vince can do it. I don't yeah. know if he's quite got the pace. Well, he has played well on Dangerfield. He's got yeah. a bit of pace. Yeah, I think we should try and just lock down beams. I think that's right. But then they've got, you know, the Zorkos of the world. He's been playing and... very well. And Stephen Martin will be a tough matchup for Max Gorn. Right. Well, Gorn had this really bad game. Right. With all of these the, bizarre the free, free, kicks, free kicks. Which and... seemed to be very rough. Yeah, yeah. I, I like rubbish. But still... I did like his tweet after. Did you see it? Yeah, Just yeah. the rule book? The rule book, yeah. He's a, he's a smart ass. That was good. But he got beaten in the hitouts by like 20 or something. Yeah, I think I at think... some point maybe he just kind of gave up a little bit though, didn't he? Yeah. I think he kind of just thought that the whistle was going to blow. So maybe he just, you know. Right, right. It threw off his rhythm all Exactly, that. exactly. But still, it's a bit of a concern. Yeah. Um, I mean, getting smashed by Brisbane's second change ruckman, Billy Longer, and now getting facing against Stefan Martin, right? I, mean, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think Maxi will bounce back. I think he will, but we need a good game from him. We do. Because I think Martin's a star. Yeah. Um, and it is a bit sad that he left Melbourne. It is a bit sad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's part of this long line of Melbourne ruckmen who left and became awesome, like Troy Simmons, Darren Jolly, Stefan Martin. Yeah, we've had guns everywhere. That's just, just all for the old timers, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they come for. Come that's what for. they come for. Jizbits wasn't known after the next trip does. Yeah, I think we'll win as well. I, but I think it'll be tight. Yeah. I think it'll be tense. I just really don't want a situation like the Essendon Brisbane game yeah. where they just absolutely capitulated in the last quarter. No, no, no. I, look, I think, I think, we're we're, I think we've come beyond that. I yeah. hope we've come beyond that. I hope we have. <laughs> Otherwise, we might not have a podcast next week. We'll be, we'll be too pissed off. Um, so thank you for joining Deleted again. We'll be in your podcast feed a couple of days after every game, as always. Uh, email us with comments at deluded1964 at gmail.com. 
Uh, please keep liking our Facebook page and commenting on it. Thank you, Arlok Rao, who's the only person who really comments on it, but we appreciate it. And tweet us at Deluded Podcast. Go Dees. Go Dees.